Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Today on Legally Us, Tom Girardi makes a rare public court appearance while pleading not guilty. Plus, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are to be disposed in Samantha Markle's defamation lawsuit. Plus, why the Super Bowl is not featuring crypto ads. We've got that plus so much more on today's Legally Us. Everyone, welcome to Legally Us. I'm Christina. That's, of course, Nima Romani, president of West Coast Trial Lawyers and former federal prosecutor. Hi, Nima. How are you? Great, Christina. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, last week's show got a lot of people talking. And so we wanted to highlight before we get into all the legal news of the week, we wanted to highlight some of the user comments that you guys left. And a lot of people were talking about Lisa Marie Presley and, Pers- um, and Pers- Priscilla Presley's legal actions against the estate. So Lisa Watkins says, my concern is that Lisa's girls might not be as interested in Graceland as their mom was, and things might go downhill. Plus, there is the twins dad in the picture. Can he get his hands on their money. I have to defend Priscilla to a certain degree. If she had not stepped in and fought for Graceland, it would have been gone long ago. I'm hoping she is just trying to keep it going as long as she can. Only time will tell. So is it possible that the father of the twins who she had a very um, contentious relationship with, can he get his hands on their money? Well, it's possible, but that money is supposed to go to the kids. And if a parent takes their child's money, then the kids or someone acting on behalf of the kids can assert a cause of action against the parent for misappropriating the funds. Obviously, kids can't manage money themselves. So hopefully the funds are placed in a trust. And as a trustee, dad would have a fiduciary duty to do right by the kids. Definitely. Um, Suzette says Lisa stated in a YouTube video that Graceland was hers, was her always has been and always will be. And when she was gone, it would go go to her children. Therefore, Priscilla needs to respect her daughter's wishes. Lisa's children are her heirs. And again, they should have what belongs to their mom. Another user had said um, when I was scrolling through that maybe Lisa amended um, her will in 2016 because she thought that she was going to outlive her mom, which is possible as well. It's very possible. And and let, let's not forget, I mean, ultimately, this is Lisa's will. And it's really her wishes that control. And it doesn't really matter who would do a better job protecting Graceland and its interests. It's, you know, the estate went from Elvis to Lisa and from Lisa to her kids. It's just that simple. And let's not forget, Priscilla's not even a, a, a wife, really. She's an ex-wife. So once that divorce happens, 
those those rights are terminated. So even if Elvis died without a will, nothing would go to an ex-wife because they no longer have that relationship. No, definitely. And that was exactly what Supergirl, another commenter said that she's an ex-wife, not a widow, not a widow. She doesn't have any rights to Elvis's estate the way she did when Lisa was a minor. And that's why Priscilla stepped in because Lisa was a minor. Exactly. So obviously when there is a minor that in- makes you know, when there's a minor who inherits from an estate, obviously there has to be an adult that has to manage the finances for the minor. But that doesn't mean that the adult is the account holder or the adult is the property owner. The kids are. It's just there's an adult that's managing those assets for the kids. Definitely. All right. Well, let's move on to Tom Girardi because he made a rare public appearance. Um, he was he attended the initial hearing for his federal case federal court case in Los Angeles on February 6th. He looks pretty frail as he arrived at the courthouse. Um, and during the hearing, the United States magistrate judge Karen L. Stevenson ordered him to undergo a mental competency evaluation and sealed all records related to his mental health. She also entered a not guilty plea on behalf of him. Um, and he was released on a $250,000 bond. She said that uh, Girardi doesn't have to wear an electronic monitor, but he may not leave the Central District of California. He was also forbidden from contacting any of the alleged victims or witnesses associated with the case. Now, his brother, Robert, is his conservator, and he told the judge that he understood his orders. Um, he has been under conservatorship since 2021 when he was diagnosed with late-onset Alzheimer's. He was... Um, like we said last week, he was charged with five counts of wire fraud and accused of embezzling more than $15 million from his legal clients. So what exactly does, first of all, were you surprised by this, surprised that he pled not guilty and um, even that, that he made a, a, an appearance in court? I'm not surprised at all, Christian. This is big news here in my hometown of L.A., but this is what we expected. There's no way Tom Jordy is going to plead guilty and pretty much serve the rest of his life in federal prison. His lawyers are going to try to drag this out as long as they can because he's out of custody. Why would he voluntarily plead and have to go serve time in federal prison? And of course, you know, him having to make an appearance. This isn't a bankruptcy case or a civil case. This is a criminal case. He has to be present in court. And so I wasn't surprised to see him. And actually, he didn't say a word during the proceeding because he's obviously under conservatorship and his lawyers are arguing that he's not competent to stand trial. That's where the judge entered a not guilty plea on his behalf. Definitely. So what does a mental competency evaluation entail? Yeah, this is something that the court will order when they believe that someone does not understand the nature of the proceedings and that they're unable to assist in their defense. So this is a little bit different from an insanity defense. This is someone that at the time of trial basically is because of mental health or a physical incapacitation, they're unable to understand what's going on and help their lawyers. So um, obviously the defense is going to try to declare Tom Girardi incompetent to stand trial. And again, that's something that's a temporary um, situation. It can be temporary incompetence and someone can be restored to competency later through treatment or medication. But that has to be the plan in this case, because you can't defend this type of prosecution straight up on the merits. I mean, there's so many victims, personal injury victims, people have lost a loved one. And Tom Girardi is going to be hammered if he tries to actually litigate this case and argue that he didn't really steal the money. No, definitely. So what does that look like? Do they just ask him a series of questions to see how he responds to certain things and if he's, you know, making sense of things or he's completely um, incoherent, I guess? Exactly. So there's going to be a court-ordered evaluation that will be a psychiatrist or a psychologist that comes and does usually days of testings. And he or she will prepare a report with 
um, the conclusions. And of course, the defendants will try to provide their own um, expert that's going to testify that, you know, Tom Girardi isn't competent to stand trial. So then the judge needs to make a determination. This isn't something that goes to the jury. This is a before trial ruling. And the judge will rule either A, that Tom Girardi is competent to stand trial, in which case we're going to move forward, or that he's not competent and this is going to be kicked out for some period of time while he continues to re- receive treatment. And then the judge will probably rule months or sometimes even longer whether he's been restored to competency and the case can move forward. What if he never does? I mean, like we said, he, you know, he's suffering from onset Alzheimer's. He's in his 80s. You know, he's uh, not in the best health condition. So, you know, what happens if he, if he never restores competency or even if he passes away? Yeah. So if he passes away, the case against him is gone. You can't prosecute a dead person. So that's pretty clear. Now, the civil lawsuits can still move forward because they can get money from his estate. Now, we know there's not a lot of money there. They'll be getting pennies on the dollar. So civil cases can still happen. But the criminal prosecution will stop if Tom Girardi dies. But there is also that very real possibility that he is not only incompetent now, that he's never restored to competency, in which case the criminal trial will never happen. All those poor people. He feels so bad for them. All right. Well, let's move on to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, because they will be deposed in a defamation case brought forward by her half-sister, Samantha Markle. So according to CNN, a judge just ruled, just a judge just made this ruling um, on February 7th. She is suing Meghan for defamation and injurious falsehood in response to the royal couple's CBS tell-all interview back in in 2021. She alleges that Megan made um, false and malicious statements about her in the interview and, um, you know, that 50 million people saw this. It aired in 17 countries. She also points to the book um, Finding Freedom, which, um, you know, was published and disseminated false and malicious statements about her and her family and her upbringing. Now, she initially sued Megan back in March of 2022, claiming that, that she was not honest about her past or their father, Thomas Markle, and she attempted to have the meritless lawsuit Megan attempted to have the lawsuit dismissed three months later. So what exactly does this mean? Will Harry and Megan have to get on trial and uh, talk about all of this? So are they going to be testifying in this case? Christina, yes. We're going to see Meghan Markle and the prince testifying in court. So obviously defamation, the big issue is were the statements truthful? And not only are the witnesses, they're actually parties in this case. They're the defendants. So they're going to have to show up. It's no different from Amber Heard having to come and take the stand in a defamation case. So expect fireworks because really the entire case will turn on were Megan's comments during her interview and in her book, were they truthful? Oh my God. I, can this be televised like an Amber Heard, Johnny Depp uh, trial? Can Megan and Harry try to block that? Well, absolutely. Um, obviously, um, trials in this country, there's a public presumption that they're televised. Now, there's some cases, usually criminal to protect the criminal defendant too much publicity um, where a judge can say, you know what, I'm not going to allow cameras in the courtroom for this particular case. But in state court, generally, there's a presumption. And this is a civil case. It's about money. No one's going to jail. So I would expect to see cameras in the courtroom in a case like this. Wow. Do you Can this be settled outside of courtroom before it gets to that point? And do you foresee Harry and Meghan doing so, so it doesn't become this media spectacle? It certainly can. And the vast majority of civil cases do settle. But I don't know what Samantha's demanding. Does she want 
tens of millions of dollars? Or is this a publicity stunt? Or does she really want to clear her name? Because obviously we know that's what Johnny Depp wanted, right? It wasn't about getting money from Amber Heard. He wanted to clear his name. So until we know what Samantha's demands are and really what she's trying to get out of this case, there's the very real possibility that we see a trial here. Yeah. Is it um, is it going to be hard for Samantha? Is it hard for somebody to prove somebody made um, statements about them that are not true? I mean, we saw it happen with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but is that unusual? Well, we don't usually see defamation trials here in the United States. Mm -hmm. We see them a lot more in Europe. The United States tends to be very First Amendment friendly, especially when you're dealing with these sort of public matters. Now, of course, Samantha is not a public person. So, you know, when when you're a celebrity or you're a politician, it's harder to win defamation cases because you have to show actual malice. But, you know, Samantha is not Megan and she's not the prince. So she doesn't have to meet that high burden. And obviously, when, you know, Megan and the prince give these interviews, a lot of people see it. So if she can show that she was actually damaged and these statements were false, she may have a chance of winning. But really, the jury is going to have to determine, is this really about false statements or is this trying to extract money out of your rich and famous sister? Right. And it seems like she's calling on her father to also testify. Jason Knopf, who was, um, you know, who accused Megan of bullying uh, Kensington Palace staff. So it seems like she's um, asking a lot of people to kind of speak on her behalf and back her up. Well, that's important. And again, I I hate to keep talking about depth be heard, but one of the reasons that Johnny won was because it's so many witnesses on his side that were supporting him and, You know, whenever it's a he said, she said, or she said, she said in this type of case, you want to get independent witnesses. Now, I don't know if those are necessarily independent ones, but you want people that don't have a financial stake in the lawsuit. And I think there are many reasons why Johnny Depp won. I think he was a much better witness and Amber Heard was caught in some lies. But one of the other reasons was he had so many people come forward and testify on his behalf that were independent or very good witnesses. So Samantha's going to want to win this case. She's going to need to take a similar approach line up those witnesses and make sure they testify. Going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. Well, as we know, this is a little bit of a different story, but the Super Bowl is right around the corner and there will be zero crypto ads um, on the Super Bowl. Sunday, Insider reported that some crypto companies had pulled out of ad deals after FTX went bankrupt. Um, Executive Vice President of Ad Sales Mark Evans um, told the Associated Press that two crypto firms previously had commercials booked and were ready to go and another two were very close to agreeing to a deal. Of course, last year, there was uh, plenty of crypto ads, uh, one featuring Larry David. And instead of crypto, you can expect to see a lot more alcohol ads, um, less car ads due to the economic um, uncertainty. So does the NFL and the Super Bowl, do they have liability if they show these crypto ads, much like celebrities being involved in these um, in these ads? The NFL and the Super Bowl, they don't. They're clear. But I think if you have a choice of ads right now, given how much money uh, crypto investors have lost and really FTX. I mean, that bankruptcy and the prosecution of Sam Bankman Freed, who's the founder and CEO of FTX, and probably uh, what's going to be the biggest fraud prosecution in this country's history. I think it's a bad look, even though there's no civil liability. And I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL wants to kind of stay away from that entirely, even though, of course, I love the Larry David commercial last year. It's one of the funniest I've ever seen. No, definitely. And how careful do companies have to be to live up to their hype to avoid legal trouble now? Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, crypto was the, the Wild West. It wasn't really regulated. And a lot of people made a lot of money. A lot of people lost money. And this is an example of laws, you know, being behind technology, right? So, you know, obviously blockchain technology and crypto was something that came about really quickly. And it wasn't regulated in the way 
you know, traditional stocks are, you know, the SEC regulating some of this. Now, of course, the laws have changed and regulations to catch up with this, but it's really uh, too little, too late. And now that, you know, the crypto bubble has burst, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what steps lawmakers take and regulators to kind of prevent something like this from happening in the future. No, definitely. And I'm sure steps that celebrities now have to take before signing on the dotted line before they want to get in bed with some of these um, advertising companies. Exactly. And there was so much crypto money, they were just throwing it at investors, mm-hmm. getting them to um, you know, whether post or shout out or, or sponsor, or just advertise at these different companies. And a lot of these celebrities, they were really unaware of the product that was being sold and the representations that were being made. So they got caught up in all these different lawsuits by people that were defrauded. So I think celebs are going to be a lot more careful going forward because the last thing they want to do is get dragged into some sort of litigation and be on our show with me and you talking about them on Legally Us. Exactly. Well, despite no crypto ads. I'm sure there's going to be a, a ton of great commercials for Super Bowl Sunday. Nima, thank you so much as always. Thanks, Christina, as always, and I'll see you next week. See you next week. And we love seeing what you guys have to say about the show. So please leave us some comments, keep subscribing, and we'll see you guys next week.